Ignite Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Still continuing on our legal conversations, let me remind all of you, A-teamers, that on social media platforms, you can reach us at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Uli. Please do use the hashtag SAFMLNC. And if you'd like to SMS, 41391 or WhatsApp, 0614104107. To call in, it's on 011-714-2006. Our next guest, who's going to be talking to us about... Uh, uh, our side hustles, that second income, that second job that could possibly put you into trouble and get you fired with your current employer. Sure, who would have thought in these tough times we need to watch our backs with absolutely everything we do? Nicolene Skuman Lowe, who's the founder and managing director at Skuman Law Incorporated. Nicolene, thank you very much for joining us once again. Thank you so much for having me. So in these tough times, you know, you would think that employers would be just a little lenient, but no, no, no. Um, <laughs> it seems that having a side hustle or a second or third job could potentially put you into trouble. Why is that? Well, I think first and foremost, we need to consider at what level you are operating. So let's start with the normal employment situation where you are full-time employed and you've got your side hustle going. It could be um, moonlighting, as we um, usually refer to it, or it could be a small business that you own on own accord um, that, that gives you your supplementary income. In, in essence, it depends on your contract of employment. That's your first point of departure. In some contracts, you have an express inclusion that you are prohibited from working for anyone else, whether after hours, etc. So there's a fine balance to be struck. And if you have such an employment contract, it's important for you to engage with your current employer and to disclose the fact that you are actually um, moonlighting or that you are having or engaging a second employment opportunity. If you have a small business on the side, it's also important for you to to be transparent about that if you have this exclusion. Now, if you are in a position where your contract is silent on this point, then, of course, you're engaged from eight to five, and provided you're not acting in a competitive industry, then, of course, it's always better to disclose, but it's not necessarily a case of your employer essentially having authority over you beyond those hours. Now, if you're a director, of course, this is a very different position. So if you're a very senior member of staff and you um, hold an employment position as well as a director position, you are obliged by law to disclose any other interests you have, um, whether it's your own little business on the side or whether you're engaged um, with another employer. You have to disclose it even if you think, ah, oh, but this is not in a competitive environment, so it's not a competition as such. It's always better to disclose it in that situation. 
Look, uh, with the report that was issued out by uh, the Henley Business School, uh, it showed that about 27% of uh, working South Africans are currently having a side hustle or a side job mm. or secondary income. And uh, many are probably even with network marketing uh, opportunities. But let's say you work in a sales environment and you are now engaged in a network marketing opportunity that sells a product completely different from what you do at work. But it's the same thing that you're doing in essence because you are selling. The conflict of interest issue um, would be one that, I mean, you'd be scared to go and report and say, look, I'm doing this and I'm selling canned fruit, for example, Mm. on the side, whereas I'm a car salesman. So the conflict of interest would be the one that would get an employee a bit scared because it's quite a broad definition. Yes, and and I think we need to consider the the level of involvement or the seniority of the employee concern. So in my earlier example, an employee also serves as a director at their current employment and, and has a side hustle is really by law obliged to disclose that on board level. So if, if you have a sales executive, they don't serve as a board member, the contract is silent, you're only engaged between eight and five, and you are not, this is not interfering with your day, day-to-day activities, you're not distracted, you're not receiving calls on the time of your current employer, then in principle, there's no problem. But always we say it's better to play an open hand and to be transparent about these things. So the conflict of interest is really only something that applies on a directorship level where you have to disclose all your interests, whether you feel personally it's a conflict because it's in the same industry or not, is really not not up to your discretion. It's really up to disclosure at that level, that executive level, and for it to be discussed and debated and then a decision made. So it's really important to remember that even if you feel this is not an, a conflict, of interest because it's not the same industry. I'm not selling cars on the side when I'm not at work. I'm fulfilling my my skill and my using my skill as an extra income, even if you feel that's not a, a conflict, but you're serving as a board member. It's really important for you not to refuse or omit to disclose that. But now, Nicoline, what if you go and you disclose, and you're not a board member, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're the car salesman, going back to my example, and you decide, I'm going to uh, disclose to my employer that um, I am now selling canned fruit on the side after my nine to five. But upon my engagements with my employer, I'm told that, well, you know, we're not really happy with you doing the second um, job or second gig because you, you might struggle to fully engage in your daily tasks. How do I then counteract that as an employee? You know, it becomes a difficult situation, right? So if you engage with your employer, you do the right thing, you disclose, even if your contract is silent on the point. I mean, from from my perspective, also as an employer, I, I would value that engagement. I would value the openness and the transparency. And as long as it doesn't in, affect my operations, my eight to five um, engagement with you, in principle, it shouldn't be a problem. 
Um, so if your employer takes the position that they're not happy with it, then, you know, if you're not using work resources, in other words, you're not using the work phone, you're not using your work time, you're not using your work computer or laptop, then, you know, we need to ask the question as to why there's a problem with this if it's not interfering with my ability to do my job. Now, from a human perspective, we need to remember that if disclosure happens and you get a negative response from your employer, then of course it's going to affect your relationship with your employer in, in a negative way. And that in itself needs to be managed. So if you're not using work resources, you're not using work time, um, and you're, you are being victimized as a result, then of course that's an, that, that's an unfair practice that is happening and you have recourse as an employee. So you can lodge a grievance, um, you can have a dialogue, and hopefully you can resolve it. But at the end of the day, if you're having to engage in, in these activities, because in simple terms, you're not making ends meet. And let's be honest, that's why most of us have to engage these um, alternative strategies then it's important for you to consider that and for you to have the engagement. And if it fails, take advice so, um, so who do on we how talk to deal to? with it. Who do we talk to in our place of employment? Because, um, I mean, now you want to go and disclose, but we know there's a hierarchy. So you report mm. to a sales manager, but then above them, there's probably, you know, uh, the, the general manager. And then there's probably, the, you yes. know, and human resources, a whole hierarchy. Who do you go to? Well, first and foremost, I would would engage on an employment level with my direct manager. So if that's your sales manager and your example, then engage with them and say, so this is what I'm doing. I'm being transparent about this. I'm not using work resources. It's not distracting me. I'm here eight to five. I'm doing my job. Um, And if they indicate that it's not acceptable, then, of course, you can utilize the internal procedures to escalate it uh, a level up, um, being that general manager, perhaps even HR, to get that consent to say, you know, you've done the right thing, you've disclosed. And, of course, a disciplinary process can only ensue against you if you've not performed in terms of your agreement, if you've committed a breach of your agreement. And that breach can only occur in the context of a, um, a side hustle, if you are using work resources or time, or you are putting your own interests above that of the employer. And the onus, if a process is to follow against you, would rest on the employer to prove that it is so, that it's true, and that it's procedurally and substantively fair. So, I would say if you're getting a negative response to a simple disclosure escalated up through the internal processes um, in, until you get a satisfactory response. And the, from a legal perspective, action can only ensue against you if you've done something that is in your own interest but not in the best interest of your employer. In other words, if you've used work resources or time to further your own agenda. Let me go to a voice note from our A-teamers. Remember the number to dial to send a WhatsApp is 0614-104-107. Good evening, Patricia. 
and good evening to your guests and good evening to SAFM listeners. Great topic and very informative as well and insightful. Uh, I've just got one question for you, uh, for your guest, uh, Patricia. Uh, what are the tax implications for a person who's involved in a network marketing business and he or she did not disclose it to his employer and what are the consequences therefore uh, for a person who is involved in network marketing but has a an eight to four job uh, that is uh, full-time but on the side is also focused on network marketing as a, a second stream of income thank you it's Anel Entlovo from Dandy. thanks Anel and did you get Anel's question yes yes so from a from a tax perspective, it's all about disclosure again, right? So um, your employer from your eight to to four job will obviously declare to SARS that you're employed, and PAYE or income tax will be deducted from your salary as part of the normal statutory deductions. In terms of the side hustle, well, it depends how you engage there. If you're engaged on a commission basis or on a full-time employment basis, with or without commission, then similarly, that second employer will will have to disclose your involvement and similarly deduct the PAYE and, and normal statutory deductions from your um, salary amount. If it's on, on the side in the terms of you being your own employer, in other words, you're self-employed on that basis, then it's an income tax declaration that you have to make um, in the normal course of, of your business as part of your normal income tax return. I hope that answers the listener's question. I'm sure it does. Uh, this one is via WhatsApp, and uh, the question is asking, what happens to those with a limited contract, but is a verbal contract, so limited in terms of few days at work, are such people protected as well? Again, we go back to the provision that if an employer is absolutely focused on exclusivity, now remember, in, inherently in an employment relationship, there is exclusivity in working hours. Between eight and five, you work for me. These are your duties. This is your remuneration, benefits, leave, etc. If the contract is silent about what we often refer to as moonlighting, in other words, after hours engagement, then we are back at at the point of having to disclose your external interests as a a measure of good governance, right? And to have those engagements through the line of reporting. Directors, different story, you have to disclose everything. And it's up to the board to decide if it's a conflict of interest or not. So, it's, it's really important, and I think from a perspective of someone who perhaps doesn't fall under the basic conditions of Employment Act because they are not engaged on a full-time basis, they are only working part-time, as it were, not the full 40-hour work weeks, there's a, a larger degree of flexibility, and I think inherently um, a position that it's okay to have a side hustle. Why? Because you're not permanently engaged. You work every other day or you only work half day or only some days, particularly for people that have been put on short time 
as a result of COVID-19. Um, there's a careful balancing act that needs to happen between the employer's interests and what they are actually, in simple terms, buying from the employee in terms of time and remuneration, and then the position that the employee needs to make ends meet, you know. So at the end of the day, if you are only engaged on a part-time basis, I think it goes without saying that if your contract doesn't specifically um, disallow you from this, and of course, following proper due diligence, if you are engaged with potentially another organization that could potentially be in a competitive position, it's better for you to disclose it. Otherwise, it would be packaged as a dishonest situation on the part of the employee. Nicolene, is it possible to request a change on your contract terms if you are employed full time and uh, your contract terms strictly say that you can't engage in moonlighting? Absolutely. Um, always open to negotiation. Um, whether it would be practically feasible would, of course, depend on the character, I suppose, of the, the people involved and the relationship between them. Um, in many instances, an open and transparent engagement goes a long way to saying to your employer, this is the situation in terms of what I'm earning here, these are my obligations personally that you may or may not be aware of. This is how I intend to fill the gap. And I'm telling you because I want to have a good relationship with you. Um, so having that discussion and um, amending your agreement along suitable terms that are mutually acceptable to both parties could actually be a very good way of, of moving forward. And I would encourage that. You know, Nicolene, it's always a pleasure having you with us because you shed such a great light on uh, very legal and uh, complex uh, topics. But I'm glad that at least we can um, ask for, um, you know, a negotiation around our contract terms. Can you give us your contact details at uh, Skuman Law Incorporated? Absolutely. Thank you for that. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Our web address is www.skumanlaw.co.za. We also have a YouTube channel filled with lots of free resources along with our website blog full of free legal articles on the latest topics on employment and various other issues. Excellent. Thank you so very much, Nicolene. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you. It's 11 o'clock. Let's go straight to Zalekat Kodash.